Hey, pal, what is up? I want to thank you for listening in and joining me on my new podcast. Um, Did you really live through a pandemic if you didn't reach the podcast level at some point? So here we are in 2021, and somehow I've stumbled upon the podcast chapter that is the coronavirus pandemic. So my name is Crystal. Um, You're joining me here on my own parade. How did I get the name of this podcast, you might wonder? So I'm sure you've heard the phrase, everyone marches to the beat of their own drum. Well, my friends, I have my own parade and everyone behind me is all playing a different song. And somewhere in the background of all that is somebody with those tiny little tambourines that you can fit on your thumbs and clank together. So let me just start with a little bit of introduction of myself, your host. Um, I have a degree, my associate's degree in applied sciences, uh, registered nursing. Before that, I had a certificate of completion for my licensed vocational nurse. I have thus far been a nurse for five years and going strong. A little bit of background about my school. I went to you know, university after um, high school and, I don't know, couldn't get my life together, really couldn't get a handle on what I wanted to do. And on top of that, I did struggle with a bit of adult ADHD, which is, um, you know, of course, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Um, It's a pain, truly. Uh, But once I got a handle on that and really honed in on wanting to be a nurse and I kind of actually more or less learned how to study, then I was able to be successful in my endeavors, but it took a long time to get there. Uh, I started off as a psychology major and realized that I was in a world of trouble whenever I took general psych and realized I was bored. Uh, Did not bode well to be bored in the class that was just a basic prerequisite um, for a degree that I had a whole long way to go. Uh, I ended up switching to nutrition. I had the intention of obtaining a dietetics degree. I wanted to work in a clinic, um, inpatient setting with people who had eating disorders. It's something I felt very passionate about, and honestly, I still feel passionate about. Um, but it just, the want to be a nurse did not quiet in me. So I ended up transferring schools. I went to nursing school and came out on the other side. Um, so a bit about my career field. I've done a lot, honestly. Um, when I first graduated as an LVN, Which, little footnote here, some of you might be confused what an LVN is. Honestly, it is the same thing as an LPN. Um, I don't really know why, but from state to state, it varies. LVN in Texas is a licensed vocational nurse. Um, In other states, you might be referred to as an LPN, which is a licensed practical nurse, but they're the same thing. Uh, So I started off as an LVN, 
working in a nursing home. And honestly, whenever I finished nursing school, I swore that that is not what I was going to do because I I had just had no desire to do it. Um, I actually really did enjoy it for some time. And then I got to kind of a breaking point where I knew it wasn't me. It wasn't for me uh, anymore. And I'll get to, I'll get to that story in a later episode. But yeah, I started in a nursing home and I really kind of learned about how to care for people, how to um, manage my time. I started becoming more familiar with some medications because while we all take pharmacology in school, let's let's be serious here. The material really doesn't stick until you start using it in your everyday life, being exposed to the medications and the side effects and the uses and the why are we doing this? Uh, you just don't get it until you're able to do something over and over and over and over again. So in nursing school, we are focused more on learning what the med is, what their class is, why are we doing this, what we use it to treat patients for, all of that good stuff. And then we just kind of move on to the next drug class that's being covered that week. Um, We never really get to hone in on making these things stick, remembering these things, if you will, because let's be serious. Nursing school is all about learning something, moving on, surviving, getting through. So yeah, um, working in a nursing home was actually a lot more valuable than what I thought it was going to be. And I I did like it for some time. Um, I worked several um, 16-hour shifts, actually, which in the nursing home, typically you don't do 12s like you would a hospital. You do eight-hour shifts unless you pick up doubles, which therefore 16-hour shifts. Um, it was a valuable experience to me, but as I said, I reached a point that it just was not the best place for me to be in anymore, but we'll get to that another time. After um, leaving the nursing home, I actually moved on to what I considered to be my dream job as a LVN, and that was to be a night shift nurse on a telemetry unit. Now, Telly brought me more understanding of uh, patho or pathophysiology. I learned how to read um, EKGs. I learned about the heart. Um, Again, learning more how to manage time effectively and care for patients effectively in a hospital setting rather than the long-term care facility. I learned how to advocate for my patients, all that good stuff. Um, I was fortunate there. While I was on telemetry, I got to float down to the intensive care unit, or ICU as most people know it, um, as an LVN. So my scope there obviously remained the same. You know, it is illegal to practice outside of your scope. I couldn't be an LVN and doing some of the things that RNs got to do. But um, I got a lot of exposure to different things down in ICU, learning, even though it wasn't me being the primary nurse, 
about um, disease processes and learning to think critically and all that good stuff. I loved ICU. Um, I actually saw myself there as um, an RN, thought that, you know, maybe it could be the best path for me one day. Um, turns out I was right. But uh, yeah, ICU floating there as an LVN is, was a huge honor because um, they would float you there and then they would see how you work with the patients, how you work as, uh, with the staff. Um, and if it felt like a good fit to the ICU staff, they would communicate that with their manager about um, that it was an appropriate fit. And you would actually be kind of, I guess, invited or asked back. Uh, believe it or not, they knew who they didn't want down there. And if the house supervisor said, oh, it's, I don't know, Susan's turn to float, they would say, no, I'm sorry, she can't come here. So I, I felt like it was a huge honor to be asked to come down to ICU again as an LVN. And um, I actually opted a lot of times to float down there whenever they would take volunteers to go because I enjoyed it so much. So eventually a time came that I wanted to leave telemetry. Um, I felt like I wasn't learning as much anymore. And then also there was like some work dynamics with a coworker on that unit who was actually not a nurse and not even, you know, like a nurse aide or anything, just kind of like an ancillary staff that I had a lot of problems with and caused me a lot of grief. And it just got to the point where I was sick thinking about having to go into work. So it got to a point where I left because I thought that was best for me and I just was so bored I needed to grow. I moved into the ER and I worked there for two years. Um, I learned obviously a lot. I um, feel like it's not very often that LVNs or LPNs get to work in the emergency department. Um, so obviously I wasn't taking care of some of the most critical patients, but I got plenty of opportunities to be able to float around through the um, unit. And basically whenever you're floating through the unit, you're not just assigned to one pod or like one room. Uh, you just kind of bounce around from room to room, um, helping other RNs with whatever they need, whatever they may need. Excuse me. Uh, whether that be, you know, line insertion or helping a physician reset somebody's bone or you're helping out in a code, you know, the list goes on and on. There's plenty to do whenever you're floating throughout the ED. Um, I really thought whenever I moved into the ED that I was setting myself up for being an RN. I thought I was setting myself up for the long run. Um, I guess you just don't know how stressful the ER is until you're actually in it. A lot of nurses have concern um, that the ER is high risk for burnout. And we can talk more about burnout 
in um, a later episode. Apparently, um, throughout the medical community, you know, we're familiar with what burnout means, but to someone else, they they just may not understand what exactly burnout entails and how you get there and how you get out. So we can talk about burnout in a different episode later on. But um, even some of my RN friends ended up leaving the ER, and I'll never forget one of them told me I didn't know how stressed out I was until I took a step back. And once I left myself, that, like, really blew my mind. You know, I was this LVN working within the ER thinking, like, I could never see myself doing anything else. You know, I love the adrenaline rush of trauma. I love helping others. I I just love everything about the ER. But there's also so much about the ER that really can just break a person. I mean, from pediatric codes to psychiatric patients, there's plenty that can weigh heavy on your heart and even follow you home without maybe you intending it to do so, but it does happen. So I worked as an LVN in the ER full-time still while I went to RN school. And um, I spent the last year uh, within the ER being in school. And man, it was it was tough work. It really was. So one of my best friends, um, she ended up leaving the, um, I don't know, I guess you could call it a mixed ER because we did see pediatric patients as well as adult patients. Uh, she ended up leaving. And she went into a, like, specialty pediatric ER and loved it. And I thought, you know, perhaps maybe I should do the same. You know, I love ER, and I love with pediatrics, you get to do all of the magical thinking with the kids. And it's just a different type of nursing. So I spent my, what they call capstone, which is your, like, senior semester of nursing school, you know, this is the time where you basically are saying, like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to specialize in, you know, XYZ, whatever. And you spend 120 hours in that clinical setting, learning basically how to be that nurse. So I did, I did my um, capstone semester, 120 hours uh, in a pediatric ER. And I loved it. I really did. Um, Only thing is, is when I went to apply for jobs, it was like incredibly difficult to find a job breaking into pediatrics. Uh, My hometown that I actually no longer live in, um, breaking into pediatrics is hard there. Um, There just really isn't a huge pediatric nursing um, area. And it's almost as if once you go into pediatrics, you stay there and you just don't leave. So um, unfortunately, I was not able to get into like a pediatric specialty area. Um, But I did interview for labor and delivery and I actually got that job and started there in January of 2020. And I learned... God, I learned a lot. Um, I learned how to 
you know, be a labor nurse. I learned how to, um, you know, obviously deliver babies, but I kind of learned how to be even more empathetic. I mean, I had to deal with moms who never had any prenatal care and they had their reasons why they never had any prenatal care. And it was more about listening to what they had going on and putting yourself in their shoes than trying to figure out like, well, why would she do this? Or how could she do this? Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time as a labor nurse. Um, but then March came along. And March 2020, as everyone knows, really was a turning point in so many people's lives. I actually worked with a nurse who left and went to uh, New York and God, I wanted to go to New York so bad. Uh, Having been, you know, on the front lines before as an ER nurse and now I felt like I wasn't doing anything to fight this thing we called COVID. Um, It made me feel so, so guilty um, to be young And to have that zest and to not be in a setting where you're really on the front lines of it all is hard. So that kind of sat with me throughout March. Um, It bothered me a lot. And I tried to kind of keep one foot into L&D and the other into like emergency medicine, critical care, you know, anything where I could live basically the best of both worlds, but it just wasn't working. Um, I ended up leaving and moved a whole new city and worked ICU in the height of the second wave. And from there, I ended up uh, actually leaving to go travel nursing. And that's where I'm at now. I am a crisis nurse. Um, It's hard, but um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, I was explaining to a patient the other day. Actually, I was discharging somebody. And I was telling her, because we had already talked about how I was a um, travel nurse. And um, this was my second assignment. And kind of what it was like to be a travel nurse. And I was telling her, you know, COVID is really awful, but I enjoy what I do. There is a very high sense of purpose that comes with my job. Um, Whenever I worked on telemetry, actually, um, I got flooded into the hospital because of a hurricane. And after all of the water receded and the city began to kind of recover, the hospital actually flew in some nurses from sister hospitals around the nation, and I actually got a little bit of extra time off to rest after having worked the hurricane because of these nurses. So I know the value of a crisis nurse. I know how it feels to be able to have some free time uh, because somebody has stepped in to kind of pick up the load while you can take a minute to step back and kind of recuperate. So yeah, I've been traveling for 
at the time of this recording, almost a month, actually more like almost two months now. Um, it is an opportunity that completely fell into my lap and I can go over all that in a different episode, but, uh, I've loved every moment of it so far and eventually I'll go back full time at my home in Texas, but for the foreseeable future, I'll be doing this and, um, just enjoying every moment of it. Uh, some of my goals as a nurse, I'm actually studying right now to take my CCRN or critical care registered nurse exam. Um, I'm also planning to certify in uh, trauma critical care uh, so that I'll be able to work a trauma ICU should the opportunity present myself. Um, I do pretty much anything I can to learn more and be a better nurse. Um, I'm also about to go back to school for my bachelor's degree. And at the time of this recording, that is the last degree I plan to obtain. I have no plans to obtain my master's. Um, I don't want to go to um, nurse anesthetist school. I don't want to be a nurse practitioner. Those are just... Um, things that I don't really see myself doing. Um, the mission of this podcast is just to, I don't know, share with everybody some of the things that I've learned on the way. And I don't know, maybe you'll find some entertainment value out of it, whether you're a nurse, whether you're not a nurse, you know, the last five years have been a very interesting ride. Um, newbie nurses, maybe you can learn from some of my mistakes or some of the things that I've learned along the way that can help you out. And maybe you'll remember if you should encounter some of these situations. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. And that is what we're doing here on my own parade. And just continue to listen on and hang out with me. Thanks, pals.